Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We witches three gather once again in this, like, nice, like, pretty nice woods. There's some <laughs> mosquitoes, but otherwise it's very spooky. We're gathered around our cauldron and we don our, like, loose blanket, like a warming blanket around our mm. witchy bodies. And okay. we put on our heads the ceremonial fez. Like all the great oh, no. shriners Come in the on, world. There are tiny cars Come driving on, you're around. you're kidding me here. A fez? What are we, sh- shriners? Yes, Is we drive tiny car? little witchy shriners? cars around. No, driving our tiny... No, we ride broomsticks. We that, wear I believe hats. witches drive tiny cars, and that's so nope. spooky because everyone wants the cars <laughs> no, to be no, normal-sized. No. No, but which is, uh, oh, I'm not even going to, you know what, this is too much. The fez that's too colorful, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. But you know what I am a fan of is Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and this is Chilling Podcast Woo-hoo. of Sabrina. We're going to be talking about Chapter 26, All of Them Witches, and oh boy, a lot of stuff going down in this episode. Oh, Pete, man. I hope you're strapped in. This podcast recap is going to go, I think, three to five hours. Because yeah, we got, we got a, lot, a lot to say. No hard outs. Yeah, yeah no hard yeah. outs. When, uh, just we forgot Pete, to s- you gotta you gotta catch a one of those tidy cars out of town, right? So we gotta get through this one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pete. And when you go into the part where you say it, we all say our names. We didn't do that part yet. Oh, I'm Alex. We cut it for time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Justin. Uh, what's your name? I'm Pete. Pete. Oh, okay, great. And that's Justin over there. Uh great. So let's get into the recap, which I just I outlined a recap here of what's happened so far. This will take, I think, uh, I want to say two hours of the running time. So let's you're get wasting into it. time. You're wasting well, time. I, will say, I wrote down the recap for this and I was like, want to keep it short and tight. Nope. Can't do that. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> uh, the Church of Night is under attack from old, evil Cardi pagans who are also old gods. Some of them, uh, they've given three days to the Church of Night to convert or die, though we found out that mainly the pagans at Carcosa's Carnival want their blood. And that's it for their green man that they're going to water on the ground. In order to combat them, the Church of Night called in a bunch of hedge witches, including a child-eating witch named Grilla and Madame Mambo, a voodoo priestess from New Orleans whose name I got wrong last episode. Just ignore that. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, these witches at the end of the episode also threatened to kill everybody. 
Meanwhile, Lucifer, the former leader of hell, is trapped in the flesh Acheron of Father Blackwood and slightly less powerful than usual, but he's still manipulating things behind the scenes, including tricking Harvey Kinkle and his jock buddies into attacking the carnival, at which point Cersei, one of the Cardies, turned the jocks into pigs. Also no longer human, Roz, Harvey's girlfriend, has been turned into a statue by one of the Carnoys, and more importantly, most importantly, Dorcas, the main character of the show, has been turned into a statue as well. Oh, that's tragic. I know she does so much this episode. This is a big episode for Dorcas. I'm very excited to break that all down. Uh, Also, Agatha, her sister, was driven mad by the great god Pan, who's another one of the Cardies. Luckily, the humans have an ace in the hole, Robin Goodfellow, who is with the Carnies, but seems to be falling in love with Theo, Harvey Uh and Roz's friend. And now the witches, back to them for a second, are having a harder time of it, though. Aunt Zelda is struggling to keep control of the coven as their power wanes, and Aunt Hilda is slowly turning into a spider person, and not the cool kind of spider person, thanks to a curse from Cersei. Also, her boyfriend, Gaeta from Battlestar Galactica, proposed to her, and she's accepted, which was very nice. Dr. C. Uh, Now, this is probably a good point to mention. There's another character in the show. Her name is Sabrina Spellman. She is a cheerleader (laughs) by day, queen of hell by night, but is lax in her duties all over the place. Last episode, she finally freed her boyfriend, Nick Scratch, from the influence of Lucifer, but he broke up with her anyway. Meanwhile, she's on a very sporadic quest for three unholy regalia challenged by a sexy wet dirt man named Caliban. They've each found one of the items, so it all comes down to this. But not this episode. Maybe next episode. They mention it briefly as something they should get back to. <laughs> right. But yeah. they don't have time. Too much going on in the show. Uh, finally, there's Miss Wardwell, a teacher at Sabrina School, uh, whose identity was stolen by Lilith, Lucifer's former queen. Lilith found out last episode that Lucifer was on the Lucifer. Oh, boy. Good. Yeah, pause Approve. for reaction. Approve. <laughs> <laughs> like. I got, retweet. Yeah, like and retweet. Thanks, man. Uh, she uh, got nervous because he's probably going to kill her. Also, there's Ambrose, Sabrina's cousin, who is good at research, and Prudence, Dorcas, and Agatha's sister, who is dating Ambrose and has two siblings trapped in a dollhouse. And now, an all-new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Wow. Nice job, buddy. Nice job. Great. Thanks, man. Uh, that is the recap of what's previously happened. The recap of what happens in this episode is two to three times as long. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. A lot of stuff happened. Including random weird witches. Random weird witches. I do want to ask, as we've been asking every episode, have we reached the point where it is too much? And I'm going to say no. Nope. Yeah, no, not even close. Yeah. What I love about this season and this episode specifically is there's just enemies everywhere. There's bad shit happening to everyone from every corner. At all times. Yeah. Which I love because, as we talked about in the last episode, season one was all about them versus Lucifer, which feels like, well, end of the world, Antichrist is probably as big as you could go. And this season, this first part is like, nope, can go bigger than that, actually. Yeah. Uh, So as we mentioned, uh, the witches are pretty upset that they were summoned, but Zelda assures them that they're all in trouble. The great god Pan and the Gorgon are here. Uh, Now, this is something that I wanted to ask about because the Carnies are the old gods, but to me, they kind of seem like the Olympians a little bit. Like it seems to be yes. coming from Greek and Roman myths. Hmm. Yeah. But I, it doesn't seem specific. I mean, they, uh, it doesn't seem specific to anyone. So it's sort of like a general wash of older gods. 
Right. It's like the gods came back from college and were like, yo, we're different now. Yeah. <laughs> we also get the witches. A funny thing about, to me about this episode is we know Grilla. We know Madame Mambo. Uh, there's like 13 other hedge witches there, and they only very briefly mentioned one or two of them. <laughs> we find out about Pesta, who basically is like gross and likes to poison things. Yeah. Uh, and later on, we find out about Sycorax, who I think Ambrose is like, oh, you're a sea witch, right? And she's like, no, I'm a river, river witch, witch, and I like to drown things. Yeah. Let me throw this out, which maybe has nothing to do with anything, but uh, Sycorax is the name of, uh, in, in The Tempest, in Shakespeare, is the name of Caliban, the character's mom, oh. who's a witch. Uh-huh. Um, so that's weird. In show. It's weird that that those why choose that name and also have Caliban. Well, I think uh, they definitely could be connected. At the very least, they're just throwing in a lot of Shakespeare stuff here, which seems like the very typical in the best way. Roberto Aguirre Sacasta throw everything in a blender type thing, both on Riverdale and here on Sabrina, where you got Robin Goodfellow as well from Midsummer Night's Dream. So. Same as they're not exactly Olympians or from the Greek myths. I think it's the same sort of thing where it's like, ah, here's some Shakespeare stuff. Let's throw it. It could be. I do. I do think Robin Goodfellow is a good name for for that character, though, because uh, he is sort of a chaos. He switches sides. He's just out there causing mischief. Um, So I'm I'm curious to see if that means anything. But I thought it was a weird fact. This yeah. is also the second episode where they mention uh, going to Riverdale. It is. We'll get there in a moment. Uh, Zelda tells the witches they need to unite or die and appeals to Grilla. Uh, and Grilla's like, do you have any gin? And that's the thing that wins them over, uh, which yeah. is very nice. Witches love booze. Hedge witches yeah. party, dude. Yeah. Do you Hard. drink straight gin? Because that's a little much. That's the healthiest thing to drink. You can always tell someone's in a good place when they're drinking warm, straight gin. (laughs) Now, after this, we get to the most important question in the episode that I think we're all going to have to weigh in. And uh, Dr. C and Hilda are hanging out and they argue about Munsters versus Adam family, which leads Mm -hmm. into Dr. C very briefly seeing Spider Hilda. But where do you fall? Munsters or Adam? I agree with Hilda on this. Munsters. Monsters, really? No, oh yeah. Adam, for me, no it's Adam, Adam's family all day or day. What wow. are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever read uh, Charles Adams' original cartoons? They're great. They're absolutely great. Oh, they're don't talking pull specifically the about the TV shows, though. They're comparing the TV shows. Sure, but I think I have more affection. Monsters was like, I don't know. Here's a bunch of fucking monsters or whatever. Here How? The original has... Munsters wood carvings, Alex, are excellent. How are they? dare you? <laughs> Wait, where do you fall, Justin? Munsters or Adam's family? Um, I honestly, um, I guess it would have to be Munsters. That's the one I watched yeah, more. Really? They, they played it on on reruns on TV in my little country town. That was like, let's roll more Munsters for people. Yep. I don't, I don't know. know. Go back. Read the Adams Family cartoons from the New Yorker. What? The and then fuck? you'll see what I'm talking That's, about. We're not talking about that at all. Adams so Family you gotta movies. Go back and watch the Julia. Two TV. Where did you get this condescending music? spell, Alex? Yeah. Uh, not talking about the recent Adams Family movie though, because fuck that shit. Wow. Uh, so also, fun little detail here: they're in a production of Sweetie Todd. 
which <laughs> another just musical thing thrown in here. And uh, oh, we've yeah. talked a little bit about how they should do Sweeney Todd over on Riverdale, uh, on our Riverdale podcast, Riverdale After Dark. I, I'd say them working Sweeney Todd in here, that's that's our influence, right? Like that's us. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get over we yourself. That. Yeah. I do love, and this is jumping ahead later on, but they're singing by the sea and he's Dr. C. So I mm-hmm. think that was kind of the whole reason for doing the Sweeney Todd number. But there you mm. go. I don't know. Uh, Zelda, meanwhile, back at witch school, invites the hedges into their coven if they help. Uh, she also mentions an interesting detail that Lucifer's power is probably muted since he's trapped in Blackwood. Uh, and they come up with a bit of a plan, which is that Pesta is going to poison the grass around the school, which should battle the pagans because they're all about nature. Um, uh, there's also a really fun line where they're like, Okay, if we're going to stay here, one of them says, where will we sleep? And one of the random witches says, I brought my house. Yeah. <laughs> Which made yeah. me laugh out loud. Very fun. Again, I mean, I said this last, uh, the last episode, uh, they could just join the pagans. Yes. You think? They, no, I don't the, think Inviting so. the hedge witches in, it's, they're giving everything to these witches who aren't helpful. No, didn't you see... They almost they got killed for trying to join the pagans. Pagans aren't accepting members right now. They're killing people to feed the green man. But they which is offered. weird. It should be called the red man. Oh, I mean, it's the green man because it's made out of plants. Yeah, but blood is what feeds the green man. So what the fuck? Blood I, is what I, feeds the green. Ask man. a question on that note, Pete. If yeah. the green man lives in the greenhouse and the red man lives in the red house. Where does the orange man live? In the orange grove. In the White House. <laughs> oh, what's ooh, happening? That is fucking. <laughs> I don't know. How is your political cartoon career going, Alex? Yeah. Real good. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was awful. Well, anytime. I got a million of those. Uh, <laughs> oh, so Lilith is wondering where Lucifer is. Uh, she gets a fetish doll that she gave to Adam, which is a clear threat from Lucifer. Uh, she decides to flee from hell. Uh, then it's back to witch school. But should we follow some plot lines here? I can keep yeah, walking. Let's, let's yeah. follow out the Wardwell stuff because that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so what we get there is Lilith ultimately goes, visits Zelda first and asks for uh, protection and yeah. man, this is a hard scene to watch, particularly if you're a Madam Spellman shipper. Yeah, I was really disappointed because they need help. They need a lot of help. And they're like, uh, Zelda's like, nah, we good. I mean, I think she's right, right? To reject Lilith, like as she calls out, she says, no, you are going to betray us at a moment's notice. But Lilith... And Michelle Gomez plays this moment so well. Lilith is so sad because she's like, but you pray to me. What yeah, you exactly. I you worship me, that. dude. That was such a good point. It, yeah. But imagine, like, whatever weird god you uh, worship, and it, he or she shows up at your door, and you're like, nah, let's just keep this relationship separate. I'll just pray to you. Yeah, that's yeah. cold. That's really cold. It is cold. So she, uh, of course, goes to visit Miss Wardwell in the guise of no. Adam. It was nice to see Alexis Denisov back, even briefly, uh, yeah. and says, I'm going to hide out here. Um, I love you. I miss you. Uh, it's a little sad that it, we only briefly get Miss Wardwell and Lilith in the same room at the same time. 
Yeah. But Lucifer shows up. He's in the guise of Father Blackwood in the guise of a priest who says the devil is in Greendale. The Spellmans are witches. Sabrina is a witch. You are hiding a witch. Pulls out Lilith and reveals her to Miss Wardwell. And this leads to two things. We'll get to the end of wait, the episode wait. in a little bit. Yes, Pete. I just want to say it was fucked up the way she gave up uh, Adam so very quickly. I thought that was a little like, uh, you know, he he shows up. You were excited about him being there. You get a very sweet hug. And then you're like, oh, yeah, right in the corner. Well, let's talk about this because we've been speculating a lot about what Miss Wardwell's purpose is in this season. And I think we get that this episode. What was your take on it, Justin? Um, yeah, it's a, I've, I really like this because it. I did not see it coming the way driving her mad and using her as a pawn uh, to get at the our, our main coven characters. Uh, really fun. I'm curious now. I don't. I know even less where it's going to go. Is she done, or is it going to continue on with her being this sort of unhinged actor? I feel like there has to be repercussions, right? Because just to keep zipping through the storyline, so Miss Wardwell leaves. Lilith and Father Blackwood slash Lucifer there. Lilith puts Lucifer to sleep, calls out Father Blackwood, is like, hey, Lucifer, once we do the separation lift, he's going to kill us both. So I have a plan to free us, which we kind of leave on that note. But meanwhile, Miss Wardwell goes to the Spellman house, and after everything seems fine, everybody's happy, everybody's free... Uh, there's a knocking at the door. Yeah. Zelda goes to the door and Miss Wardwell, Wardwell shoots her. And we get this absolutely devastating, absolutely perfect moment of Zelda very calmly turning, taking one last smoke and then falling yeah. to the ground, potentially oh, dead. So, so yeah. unbelievable. Whew. Lots going on. Lot going on there. So let's jump over to witchy school. Uh, we get a great scene of Sabrina and Nick very awkwardly making up beds for the hedge witches together. It's super oh, frosty. Yeah. Prudence asks what's up. Uh, and Prudence kind of drives Nick away. And it's a great scene. Like to see this yeah. journey Prudence and Sabrina have taken where now they're offering up to each other. And Prudence giving this very witchy advice of like, you don't need him. Nick isn't worth it. Why don't you use this candle ritual to take away your emotional pain? And Sabrina's like, no, nah, I don't need it. But then, of course, later on, she does. Well, yeah, she's the also classic, uh, friends. We are on a break uh, stuff going on here. And Prudence back in the hot seat as the antagonist of Sabrina. Yeah, I love the when she's like, I'm not going to take love advice from you. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Ambrose is taking role with all of the hedge witches. This is where we find out about Sycorax. We also get a super creepy, super fun moment with Grilla where she says, I have 13 children with another one on the way. But of course, they're all ghosts in case you forgot from the last time we saw Grilla. Yeah. Uh, Those kids. So creepy. The kids? Ghost yeah. kids? Well, you mean all children? The, yeah. The, children. No, no. Those ghost kids were so creepy and actually killed somebody later. Did they? Yeah. Oh, right. Right, right. During the big fight scene. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, then we get a nice uh, bunch of catch up. I do love the amount of time we have to spend in these episodes now where characters are like, real quick, here's the exposition of what you missed. So we're all on the same page about this. They just yeah. keep running up to each other and doing exposition. Uh, mm-hmm. But Harvey and Theo get Sabrina cut up. Robin is full on board now, explains that the pagans want to resurrect the green man. They need a virgin sacrifice. And that's why they've targeted Harvey and Theo. 
And I Bummer. think we are setting up for a classic bang sesh. The only uh, way to fix this is sex. I think what uh, Theo and Robin left, that's what they went and did and then came back. I mean, probably, right? But we're also what? very clearly in this episode to another thing we've been talking about a lot on the podcast. I mean, we're setting up for a Harvey Sabrina bag sesh, I think. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, I think that's more and more. That's really what we're driving at this season. That takes Harvey off the table from the uh, this virgin sacrifice. Makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, everything we'll in this episode, everything in this episode is like, Roz and Harvey are not meant to be. Sabrina is single again without Nick. In order to save people, people have to have sex. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. Yeah, but also, you know, uh, Sabrina Caliban, Caliban's making some moves, and Nick saw it coming a mile away. He did. I mean, let's talk about that. Caliban shows up in some classic dazed and confused clothing on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and says, I can help out Roz. And there's a fun little exchange of like, why would you help? Why would you know how to help? And he's like, well, I'm made out of clay. And Sabrina yeah. says, oh, I forgot that about. What? Sabrina says. He keeps says, bringing oh. that up. He keeps bringing that up. But he says, I'm made out of clay. And Sabrina says, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, there's so much going on. She forgot that the her main rival right now is made out of clay. Which is hilarious. Well, and what does that mean? That means that he's going to, the clay is going to become important later. I think clay so. Recognize clay, man. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it's going to be a lovely, like ghost scene of uh, Sabrina and hooking up with Caliban where he's mostly clay. Ghost. Oh, scene? He, she's, she's the, he's yeah, the, the pot. Movie ghost. With he's the, the pot scene. that she's okay. going to be yeah. spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you think like his, his, uh, never mind. No. <laughs> No, no, I don't. No, Alex, Alex, finish with, just text me what you were just thinking. Okay. Uh, do you think Sabrina is going to literally smash that dick? Said. <laughs> That's, oh thank God. you. I'll, I'll, hold on, I'm getting a text. You said Sabrina? Yeah. Sabrina. Sabrina. It was autocorrect. Yep. 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 Uh, smash that dick. Yep. That's what oh. I think is going to happen to oh, Great. Uh, ooh, it says great use uh, of technology. Justin, guys. It says Justin read that text, but he hasn't responded yet. Huh? Uh, well, we'll see what happens. Guys, we're doing an audio podcast right He's now. Busy. Could you stop texting each other? No, no, no. We got to stay in touch. Uh, so <laughs> Harvey's dad calls him into the house. Snake lady approaches, which we find out later is to break Roz, which is horrifying. Oh. Uh, as we mentioned, let, let's follow the Hilda Dr. C stuff because that's also yeah. loops back in, but it's pretty much separate. And uh, heartbreaking. So, so Hilda and Dr. C are singing by the sea and then her glamour slips revealed. She's a horrible spider person, AKA Andrew Garfield. Uh, and then, <laughs> wow. sorry, man, it's true. No, he was actually that's a very good up. spider person. Just his movies were bad. Uh, that's and the rest, rest of that storyline is very sweet, very sad, but also very horrifying. As Hilda reveals, there's no helping it. Nothing can happen. She's going to die as a spider person. She just wants to spend her last moments with Dr. C. And he's like, is there anything you want? And she says, well, I'm a little tired of eating flies. There's actually a diner over in Riverdale that makes the juiciest hamburgers and the best milkshakes. Why can't you just say Pop's Diner? Why can't you plug it? Because it's a different diner. There's another diner in Riverdale that makes the juiciest hamburgers and the best No, there is not. There are other diners in Riverdale, Pete. Yeah. It's Pop's. 
It is not nothing. possible. Pops is usually half empty. People need to eat, and Riverdale's a big yeah. town. And uh, honestly, uh, the other diner's super fun. There's a character named Narchi who is sort of in a relationship <laughs> with Veronica and uh, Nettie. And oh, they're man. Having, it's like a fun love triangle. I He's in love with a Nettie ship. Ner- Neronica. Yeah, that's my favorite ship right now. Uh, I, I do want to mention, so Dr. C leaves. While he leaves, we get another Riverdale sou- shout-out as a Southside Serpent wanders into wanders Dr. C's. In. A Southside Serpent that we've never seen before, by the way. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, little old. He's not a tough-looking serpent. He's just like a regular old dude. I'll throw out a theory, since they don't name him either on the show or in the credits. What if that's old Deuteronomy? Oh, wow. yeah. Could okay. be. Uh, and then he gets eaten by Spider-Zelda. And if you watched Spider this Hilda. episode... Oh, excuse me, Spider-Hilda. Uh, if you watched uh, with the closed captioning on, Netflix has the two grossest words together that I've ever seen. As the blood pours out from the top of Dr. C's, they captured it wet squelching. Oh, yeah. Which is like accurate. Real gross. Uh, and then Dr. C gets back. Of note, he clearly only brought back, he got like three milkshakes and no burgers or fries or anything no, like that. No, uh, he had a bag. He had a bag too. Did he have a bag? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he drops wow. the milkshakes because he sees the entire room has been spidered up. There's webs everywhere. Hilda reveals, she's like, oh, turns out I just uh, was really hungry, needed some blood. And horrifyingly, she webs up Dr. C, calls Zelda, says, you need to come here with a shotgun and kill me. And we get another awful scene of Zelda being like, I can't shoot you. You're my sister, Hildy. She's like, no, you have to do it. At which point Zelda has an idea, shoots her, kills her and buries her in the cane pit. And that's really smart. Which is super smart. I love that. We haven't talked about the Cade Pith this entire part so far, but she's like, that'll bring her back from the edge of being a spider. Uh, and that's where we leave Hilda at the end of the episode. Yes. Uh, so let's go back, talk about what's going oh, on. She was going to make some spider babies, she also said. Yes. Yeah. Do you think she's still going to make spider babies? I mean, that'd be fun if instead of a child, she just had like 100 spiders. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about Dr. C? I mean, what's Dr. going on with him? Is yeah, he dead Dr. C point? is in a cocoon. Uh, yeah, it's, hopefully Hilda remembers that and goes back and rescues him. Could he, he could suffocate in that thing. He well, could remember, become a though, butterfly. He's a monster as well. I don't Isn't he? Uh, he's an incubus, succubus, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was something. I, did they solve that problem? No, I think he's just an incubus. I think he's a member of the band Incubus. Oh, right. Okay, and they could come back from anything. They were webbed up exactly. by a giant spider for a while and still came out with another album. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the songs they wrote when they were webbed up. Yes. All right, let, let's jump forward because so much more goes on in this episode. Uh, Caliban offers to team up with Sabrina. He says they've got a Pygmalion spell that can turn Roz back. Uh, and he casually mentions the third unholy regalia, which is Judas's 30 pieces of silver, and says, why don't we find it together, rule together, and get married? And yeah. Sabrina considers it. I think well, it, she was. What's weird it, is she smiles and she's like, married? She likes it. Yeah. Everybody Caliban's wants a clay the husband. New bad boy. Since Nick is no longer a bad boy, Caliban's the new bad boy in her life. 
Exactly. I was going to say that as well. He, Sabrina's jumping from good boy to bad boy to baddest boy. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, baddest boy she alert. Just, she just can't get enough bad. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, though, true to form for the bad boys on the show, Caliban just gives her the spell, <laughs> like out of yep. the kindness yep. of his heart. Yep. Uh, the and, nicest bad boys in television, Sabrina. But by the time they get there, Roz has been broken up by the snake lady, by the Gorgon. Uh, Caliban, though, it's totally cool, has a special epoxy. So they bind her all together. And while they're doing this, Harvey and Sabrina talk about whether they've had sex. Both of them have not had sex. And they touch hands. They touch hands. Oh, <laughs> boy. So romantic over the broken stone corpse of Harvey's current girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, we should mention also there's another little thing that's going on here, a mini plot line that's happening at the school uh, with the hedge witches. Mamba Marie is doing a class with the students. Zelda gets super upset about it. Which was uh, disappointing. I thought that was a really cool spell that they were doing. It was a cool spell, uh, but Prudence pushes back. Mambo uh, Marie shakes hands, explains Prudence invited her. She didn't even come with the call. She's coming to help them stop the old one. She has a destiny, and Zelda agrees to let her stay. Now, do you think she did like a little bit of a spell when she touched uh, Zelda, because it was like as soon as she touched hands with her, she started to kind of like smile and relax. And I felt like maybe something happened there. Yeah, could be CBD oil. Oh, Probably. smart. Smart. Uh, so back to the humans, they go to their human school uh, to the first spot where Harvey and Roz kissed. Uh, and Caliban Aww. explains the spell is they needs to kiss her with true love's kiss and that he can never kiss her again. Uh, they pray to Aphrodite. He kisses her. And nothing happens. I'm so happy about this because I was worried. I was like, oh, you can't just, you know how mad Roz would be if she come back to life and was like, Mm -hmm. hey, what do you mean I can't kiss you? Wait, you're happy about this? But that that means that Roz isn't Harvey's true love. No, I'm I'm happy about they're going to maybe grow beyond that. And still say solid. It's because Sabrina is Harvey's true love. Yeah, whatever, but you Alex, know, Sabrina's you say that in like love with a bad boy again. You're a columnist in this school. <laughs> hey, here's a little item, which half which <laughs> is still holding a candle for a certain kinky man who goes to Baxter High. I'll never tell, but it's Harvey and Sabrina. Oh, man. Nice. Um, I think it's crazy the way how... Poorly, they reassemble Roz's <laughs> corpse. Oh, Just a yeah. bunch of cracks in her and stuff. I mean, she's fine by the end of the episode, but... But they're like, look, we're done. We assembled her, and it's like... No, <laughs> her not. nose is missing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. How it is crazy. Just, it's a big bag of rocks. Uh, but they do come up with another plan, which is Robin thinks maybe Cersei can do it, because he's like, well, if he could turn people into pigs, surely she could bring statues back. That's how powers work. Uh, yeah. Also, Nick, as we mentioned, thinks Sabrina is into Calibran. Sabrina. Sabri- uh, what? What did I say? You said Sabrina. Sabrina. Listen, man, I'll pronounce things Text however me. I want. I don't care. Oh, we wow. don't have time. Okay. You got to get out of here, right? You got to jump on your tidy car and jet out of here. So stop yeah. mentioning my pronunciation on things and let me just go. <sighs> you left so off Sabrina, Sabrina lays into him. She lays into him. Prudence loves it. Yeah. And I think this is the first moment to me where Sabrina is really starting to own her queenly nature. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, she is definitely the whole this whole episode. She feels like she's like sort of over everything. She's like fine, just like moving through all of her breakups. Doesn't care. She's a little numb to everything. Though she's the most excited is when she's just giving out wine. Yeah, uh, later but on, I, I did really love like her kind of snapping at Nick and then doing that kind of like power turn and walk away. Uh, but it did feel like, you know, he deserved most of it, but at the end she almost liked it a little bit too much. Yeah. And when like late later they run into each other in the hallway and, uh, he's like, sorry. And, and she's like, meet uh, me as well. And then he was like, for what? And I thought that was kind of cool of Nick to be like, yeah, you have nothing to be sorry for. I deserve that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Caliban goes back to hell. With the, we're done with him for the episode. Uh, Sabrina and Ambrose, as you mentioned, get the hedges drunk on wine, uh, and her Dino. plan, as usual, is to just barrel forward. She's like, yeah. "Why don't we not wait? Let's go mess up the pagans." Uh, and Sabrina, and this is badass, goes yeah. to the carnival yes. with Salem and with rips finger them guns. To She's just got finger guns. Rips them to pieces, powered up by all the hedge witches. I love this. This was great. Um, yeah. Such a good sequence. And you can see Sabrina getting a little drunk with power yeah. throughout the course of this. Yeah. But it's well, uh, one thing I want to say I found that uh, Dorcas was just super interesting and active in this episode. Really, textbook yes. Dorcas. I yeah, couldn't agree him. more. Thank you. Welcome to Dorcas Hive. Uh, we, yeah. I think I mentioned this to you before, Justin. Pete and I do a separate podcast called Dorcas Dish. Uh, yes. You're welcome on anytime. That's really, I'd love to do it. Um, and uh, as I said last time, the podcast is uh, 30 to 40 seconds each episode <laughs> to get into how no, much, active of a character she's in. It's much longer. Yeah, it's like uh, let's jump long. into it because Cersei uh, encounters Salem. They grab her, bloop Cersei back to the school. She's like, no, I'd never do this. And then relents and turns Dorcas and Roz back. I was so worried about Dorcas oh. in particular, but she's back and she is going to bring oh, the final Dorcas fight was to the pagans. Stone, she was stoned through the whole episode. She was. Oh, I didn't really. I thought she was just doing her usual um, acting <laughs> self. Just like oh, being herself. <laughs> oh, man. You are even insulting our Has she been stoned for a couple seasons so far? Mm, nope. She's back. Uh, and just in time. Uh, Robin also tells Cersei to turn the boys back from pigs. Prudence wipes their mind. Uh, so everything is back. Uh, this is another thing. I was watching this whole episode with the uh, subtitles on, and they never have done this before as far as I can tell. Uh, but in the final montage, the subtitles say, Dry the Raid by the Beta Band plays. And I was like, what is this music? weird musical note that's happening right now? Well, that's a song that they like spent some money on, and if you remember, that song is from the movie High Fidelity, uh, uh, where uh, the char- the uh, the main character is like, "Watch, I'm going to sell five uh, copies yeah. of the Beta Band's yeah. EP," um, and then he plays "Dry the Rain," and everyone buys it. So that song is definitely something they were Powerful intentionally song. putting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So everybody is celebrating their victory. As we mentioned, Sabrina bumps into Nick. They apologize for each other, which I I think is nice. uh, So they can kind of move forward. Uh, And then we get another neat thing. We didn't mention Prudence's siblings at all the episodes, uh, but they set it up. So Madame Mambo is going to teach Prudence's siblings and try to break their brainwashing, uh, which certainly sets up something going forward, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then, the uh, then we get dollhouse. another big scene. 
big scene for the shippers here. Sabrina is making the separation candles. She's planning on doing it with Nick, but Salem goes, yeah. she's like, what Harvey, I what are you it. talking about? Yes. Pete. Also seeing Salem was so great in this episode where it was just Sabrina and Salem going to attack the carnival. It's so great to see Salem back. And, uh, you know, cause I, it bothers me when they don't address her for a couple episodes. The cat? I, I, yeah, the cat. Huh. I feel like the cat doesn't do much. Yeah, I wish Salem would do more. I also wish yeah. Salem would talk and was Salem sassy. Salem knows but... what's going on. Salem was like telling Sabrina, like, hey, don't forget to fucking put Harvey on that candle because that's the one you're really pining over. Do you think we'll ever get sassy S- Salem, like, talking at any point? No, Maybe. and I like that we don't have that. I mean, mm. Salem is... is such a big character. It's like the Dorcas of the animal world. Yeah. Oh my God. You're the worst man. <laughs> Let's finish this up here. Talk about the yeah, separation. Suck candle. it Dorcas. So she does I... ultimately though, she does the separation candle and she puts Harvey's name on there saying, oh, I don't want to yeah. hurt Roz. I don't want to hurt Harvey. And she's crying and she burns the candle. Do you think that's it? Do you yep, think it's over? That's how candles work. Well, the candle got interrupted with the, the, Firing of the gun, so we don't know. It kind of cuts away. Mm. I I don't think they're done. I don't think she's completely cut herself off from Harvey. I think this is just the beginning. Ooh. Is their true love stronger than a scented candle? I don't. Think I guess so. we'll see. I guess we'll see. And then we loop back to that final moment where again everybody is victorious. Zelda gets shot, and that's how we end the episode. Uh, do you? What do you think's next? Is Zelda dead? What's What's happening? We have two yeah. more episodes. Uh, so um, I don't know. It's interesting that Hilda and Zelda both got shot. Are they both going to wake up in the pits? Ooh. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a possibility. Well, we'll definitely see what happens uh, before we go here. Let me throw this out real quick. I would, yeah. if they time dashed forward and we follow them waking up out of the pit and they have to figure out what has happened in the intervening time, that would be fun. Oh, that would be yeah. cool. Like, it's the aftermath of the battle, and they're trying to piece together, like, who won and what happened. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I do love something that we talked about the last episode was them entering this mode of them trying to do something, coming up with an audacious plan, and it's somehow failing because of an external force. They shook that up this episode, that changed, and then they still amped up the danger where we have both Hilda and Zelda on the brink of death at this point, uh, and there's still one unholy regalia to go they haven't even begun to beat the pagans or anything like that great place to be in going into these last two episodes which which reigns supreme this episode justin let's start with you that's a tough call in this episode i mean i'm gonna go with uh sabrina in this episode oh damn it really coming into her own power wise she's separating herself from all the other witches as the only one that can like just keep moving without letting anything stop her um great episode for her uh that's it and caliban i I also thought had a strong episode yeah. You can't do two, you motherfucker. That's just a side note. And don't you dare tell me I can't do two. That's like literally your whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Which witch reigns supreme? Uh, I got to go with Salem. Uh, it's <laughs> nice that Salem was back. Uh-huh. Super missed it. Um, if I had to choose a second one, I would say the uh, voodoo priestess was also fantastic in this episode. Madame Mambo. Yep. 
Great. No further which, questions. Which cat reigns supreme in the episode for you? <laughs> Salem. Oh, oh Salem. Well, good choice. Great choice. Any other uh, cats you want to point out, Alex? Yeah. Or Felix, animals? Felix the cat is great. How was, how was Billy Marlin as a pig? Did you like that, Pete? Yep. Great yeah, pig. Great. great. Uh, I was going to choose Caliban. I I love what they did with him in this episode, mixing yeah. him in with the rest of the group because he really has just been doing his shirtless stalking thing for most of the season so far. Uh, but super fun. I like the move of creating some actual intrigue with him and Sabrina. Uh, very much more excited about the character going forward based on this oh. episode. Also love the fire exit every time. Oh, fire. yes. So Great. dramatic. Don't do that in a library. I was so scared for those books. I thought everybody <laughs> was going to catch on fire. And if I was going to choose a second one, I'd say Dorcas, because it's just yeah. so great having her back. And she's really the hero that we need going into these last two episodes. Yeah. So if you'd like to support. Quick, oh, quick yeah. question about Dorcas. Is she going to continue to be a statue? Or No, she's, she's not So she's a been a statue anymore. through the whole series so far. It was How briefly you? unfrozen. How and dare now you? You're be uninvited from our separate podcast. Yeah, you're off the podcast. I'm sorry. If you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by. We will chat with you about Sabrina. Socially, we don't have Sabrina channels, but we do have Riverdale channels. Riverdale Dark on Twitter, Riverdale After on Instagram, and Riverdale After Dark on Facebook. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Please subscribe and comment on Chilling Podcast of Sabrina on all of those places. We do truly appreciate it. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. Uh, And oh, Oh, I'm getting a text from Justin. He texts back, nice. Uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> have the last word. Uh, I always want to have the last word. 